Sweater weather. Do you know what I love about the fall? Sweater weather. It's the perfect time to put on a sweater. Sweater weather. I love your sweater. You know what? It's just sweater weather. It's perfect. It's sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Do you sweat in the when you wear your sweaters? I constantly check this out. <laughs> I actually shave my armpits in the winter, and I like to grow them out in the summer mm. because I like them to breathe and be free in the summertime. But in the winter, I wear my thermal and then my sweater, and I'm just a sweaty, sweaty little ghoul. I sweat. I sweat. You know what I don't love? And if you're listening to this, and if sweat. you've done this for me. Sweat. Next time this happens, just think twice before you say this to me. What? You're so sweaty. Yes. Unless we're like working out and we're doing something that is supposed to be sweaty, which I don't care about. Like after dance class or after I'm training, like obviously I'm sweaty. But if people touch me, they're like, God, you're so sweaty. It makes me feel violent. Why don't we think of a fun comeback that you can say? Like, you're so boring. <laughs> I don't, I feel like that's not the appropriate comeback. I feel like. Wow, you're your so lymphatic d- system doesn't really work. Are you not sweating? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll say something like that. Like, my glands are happy. That's like. Yes. No, I like that. My glands are happy. Yeah, my glands are happy. <gasps> Dude, can we talk about the fact that depending on where we are and where people are taking shots of fire cider, their reactions are insane. You keep talking about all these reactions that you keep getting and people gagging or spitting it out. And I have not had that happen to me yet. Not one time. Al can attest. Our oldest sister helped out at the Granville, Granville Fall, Flea, Fall which we crushed at. We mother- Four figures, baby. Four figures. Yeah, we made four figures that day. Four figures. Oh. I mean, ju- like literally, we literally made exactly $1,000, but that's four figures. We did. So anyway, Al was helping out with us. And when I came up to her, I said, why are the sample cups so small? Like, why aren't you pouring more of the samples? And she's like, well, because some people are having a very strong reaction. I mean, two people spit it out, Marina. Yeah. And that's when I wanted to look at somebody, them and say, do you have anybody in your life that's feeding you any whole food? Do you eat apples? Because if you've had an apple once, you should be able to like stomach. I just apple cider vinegar. I feel like it's more of the palate expression. So if you're if you eat a lot of starches or processed foods, the palate can't really support bitter, bitter pungent, astringent flavors. So it feels like an assault to your palate. A hundred percent salty, salty assault. Well, there's no salt in fire cider, so that's the only taste that's not involved. But I, all the other five tastes are in okay, there. Okay, you dumb bitch. Sorry. So my brain went to if you were if you only ate processed foods all you get is salt exactly so when you go and have a shot of apple cider vinegar you're literally like I have been violated exactly exactly yeah and some people gag and I I had two people like heave like it they (laughs) older people 40s Hmm. yeah women men women wow yeah together separate occasions wow one was a little older than 40 she was probably closer to her 50s wow and I was just like you okay they're like yeah out of the hundreds of people that tried our fire cider you know two two gagging you know Honestly, it's good to see the diversity. It could be worse. I sampled fire cider last night from the bottom of the batch. And it was... the bottom of the batch. Cass, it was potent. Oh, yummy. It was potent. Did it make your asshole pucker? Yes. God, I love a good pucker. Hey, happy birthday, Kara. (gasps) K-Bay. Kara. Kara, this is a true test of our friendship. Don't tell her we shouted her out. If you're listening to this podcast, text me or just call me right now and tell me that you heard us shouting out. No, say the words, I love you. Ooh, I honestly love you. 
and then tell me what movie that's from. Otherwise, honestly, that's it. I think this friendship has a good, had a good run. Had a good run. a solid year. Happy birthday, Kara. Bodies by Kara. Use code Kara at checkout. Use code Kara at checkout. <laughs> anyway, um, we've been busy. So we crushed at the Granville Fall Fleet. We've been busy. And that was a blast. To say the least, I was so tired yesterday that when I lay down to bed, I was so exhausted, but I could not fall asleep because I fucked up and I drank caffeine yesterday. And ever since I've been off the caffeine... <laughs> I love it. When I drink it, I'm very sensitive to it. So I was fucked yesterday. I couldn't sleep for hours and hours. Wow. Uh, cool story, Neen. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. It's hard when you don't Baby sleep. sleep it's hard. You know when babies get overtired and they're fussy and I they just want to be held and fed and spanked. yesterday, all I wanted to do was cry. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. An overtired baby. Nothing. Nothing can please them, right? They're just a little overtired. Also, if you guys are listening... And noticing that Marina's talking slower. I've been working on this for weeks. We are going to nose. literally think you are God's gift to earth. Which <laughs> you are. Let's speak. First of all, we're all gifts. And second of all, I don't think that I'm God's gift to earth. I think that I'm a sassy little plus. But we're going to really be adamant about nose breathing while we talk on the podcast. Let me show you breath. Oh, Nina was so tough. Oh, you're breathing for them? Yeah. Okay. Also, shout out to our sister who's getting surgery today to get her nose reconstructed for deviated septum. We love you. Yay, Val. And she's also getting a nose job, which I'm also really proud of her for doing. Do you think that she'd care? No, I don't think she'd give a fuck. I mean, her entire face is going to look different. There's no secret. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird when people do something obvious and then get weird about people noticing that something's different on them. Yeah. Yeah. So Marina's overtired. And also, what was it? Last week, she gave me this like creative direction that she wanted our market tent to look like the Harry Potter tent in the Goblet of Fire. You know, when it looks small and cute, but it looks like a bunch of tapestries. Like heavy walk. tapestries and then you walk in and it's like colors, 80 foot ceilings nice. color saturation smells so i was like bitch heard i will do my best to make our farmer's market tent look like the harry potter tents from book four let me tell you something motherfuckers i am on the way to doing that and it's gonna be it's gonna be a sexy tent so i hope that you guys come find us at the matchmaker market on december 2nd in the short north because our tent's gonna be popping it's gonna be a place to be no, not really. This time I won't make seven gallons of hot chocolate and let it go bad. Yeah, let's not do that this time. Let me tell you, though. I posted that story where I'm like, guys, I ruined my hot chocolate. I ruined my hot chocolate, blah, 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 two days in a row. Seven gallons down the drain. And the amount of people that messaged me that were like, hey, you know what? Slow down. No, that's not what they said. And if you DM me slow down, I'm going to cut you. I didn't DM you slow Not down. you. I'm talking about you, the proverbial you. I'm talking about you listening. Guys, if Marina obviously tells you a story about how she's moving too fast all the time, just don't DM her the obvious thing, which is slow down. Anyways, so I talked about <laughs> how I wasted like seven gallons of no, this hot four, chocolate. Five. No, I wasted two. Cambros. And then two again. It was, Cassandra, it was like literally, I can't even think about it. It was like seven plus gallons. Such a crazy but thing. But people to were like, I love how much you're concerned about waste. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> like, because you were so upset? Yes, I wasted all of that. I literally flushed it. So if you don't post it on social media, then you're not upset? If I don't post it on social media, it doesn't actually exist. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, okay, what else is new? What else is new? What else is new? What else is new? New, new. In the house that I live in. 
I threw two birthday parties back to back in a row. One was SpongeBob themed in which I completely transformed my home into Bikini Bottom. And when I tell you I put my whole pussy into it, Mm. it was, it slapped, it slayed. It was was, literally amazing. I literally walked in. I didn't go to the party, but I can't. It's too good to hang out with people. Literally was hanging out with people somewhere else. I was at a performance at OSU. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's awesome. And it was unbelievable. Love that. We love the arts. We love the arts. I walked into Marina's house the next day. I was blown away. I had jellyfish hanging from the ceiling. And then I had a bunch of like swivel swirly things hanging from the ceiling. And Justin painted a SpongeBob. So we did pin the tie on the SpongeBob. We also did a holding our breath contest. I made Gary Rice Krispie treat cake and Krabby Patties and a happy birthday banner. And it was just really fucking cute, honestly. And we played SpongeBob trap music the whole night. Cute. And Mandy came as Pearl and she literally did an entire Pearl outfit with like the giant box on her head because she's a whale. And it was honestly the most impressive thing ever. It was hilarious. Okay, so that was Friday night. And then Saturday night, we hosted a party for Kara where I secretly texted everybody to show up as a different version of Kara. And how fun is that? Imagine if someone threw you a party and they were dressed up as like 10 different versions of you. Cute. Someone dressed up as their dog. Wow. <laughs> so that's what, what I was up to the past couple of days. Then we went straight into the market and I had a bunch of events and things like that. Sana could give two fucks about what I'm saying. So let's talk about something else. Yes, busy girl. Thank you for explaining to us about your weekend. Honestly, I think that it's fun to talk about. Your turn. I-T-G-I-R-L. Oh my gosh. You know that I am that girl. Who is that? Who sings it? Yeah. Know. It's like popping off, right? So I was listening to Tana Manju. Is that how you say your name? <laughs> yeah, I think that's how you I think it's Tana Monagu. No, it's a soft G. I know. I'm shocked. Mon- how do you say it? Manju? Manju or Manja. Okay. Manju. But if Manja, I would have known from Italian. Uh, uh, the reason why I pause is because I was thinking of Montague, but that is one of the surnames in, in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. So... I listen to her podcast and I fuck with her so hard. I love her. She's so real and really interesting. She was talking about how she went sober for the past 60 days because she essentially had a low, like a mental low and was like, I can't keep doing this. I think on an episode before something, she like really breaks down this breakdown that she had, or maybe it's unreleased. I don't know. Anyways, she goes 60 days sober and then she accidentally breaks it on Halloween. And when she was reflecting on her 60 day soaps, obviously this is an influencer. Her job is to influence her and, and host huge parties and to be seen. So this is completely different. So she was saying after her 60 days, she was like, that was boring. I've never been more bored in my life. I felt like a 35 year old boring person. And she's also not 30 yet. She's 26. She's 25. Oh, so her co She's 25. She looks when like she said that I was like, Man. She looks a lot older than that. She does look a lot older than that, but also 25, just a little baby. You're a baby, and that's the peak of my partying. 25, 26, 100%. Oh, yeah. we. I mean, that's when you're confident in your partying. Yeah, you're like, that's bitch, you're like, watch I, how much I can drink. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I do want to say, go off, girl, do your thing 100%. But being sober isn't boring. Like, I literally feel like I've had more fun in my 20s, but it hasn't been disgusting and chaotic. Our question on hand this evening, gals and ghouls, is... Is being sober... No, give me a beat. Is sober boring? Okay. Is sober boring? Yeah. And I... I've heard this so many times. Are you saying yes, it is boring? Fuck no. Holla. Fuck no. Holla. Fuck (laughs) no. Truly? So here's the thing. I think that it's incredibly problematic that we pretend 
that blacking out is okay. Is okay. And also it's just so funny to me that so many people ask me if drinking fire cider is like safe and normal. And I'm like, we eat Taco Bell and binge on tequila and that we don't bat an eye out, but like fire cider, which is made from onions and garlic and apple cider vinegar. People are like concerned about drinking, you know? I know. But anyway, is sober being boring? No, bitch. Why don't you think so? I'd say you're pretty boring. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm I'm boring? Yeah. Why do you think I'm boring? I'm just kidding. Cass, you're the least boring person I've ever known in my whole life. Honestly. In my life. I'm trying to twerk in my seat right now. My ass, Megan Thee Stallion has changed everything in my sober life. Truly. (laughs) I'm dead ass serious. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, she just really wants to make me move my ass like an independent body part to its extent. It's so seriously. But anyways, that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. (laughs) Sober is not boring to me. Tell them. Tell them, Cassie. Fuck no, is sober being boring? What's boring? When people say, I don't know, I'm going to be so bored. It's not being sober that's boring to you. It's you sitting with anything that doesn't distract you. You find boring because you can't sit with yourself. It's not being sober that's boring. It's the fact that... What does that even mean, right? Let's break it down. Yeah. Right? So if I'm telling you that I'm just terrified of dating somebody who's sober because I'm afraid that they are going to be boring or I'm terrified of dating while I'm sober because how could that be any fun yeah yeah wow that's such a good one so let's talk about it I would say talk about it talk about it talk about it so I would say listen here Malfoy I'll say girl baby girl boring is a mindset boring is a mentality right so you can boring put, is a mindset. You could put somebody in front of a movie, two different people in front of a movie. One of them could be bored. The other could love fucking Avatar. You know what I mean? Don't you just love that I said Avatar? Yes. You could going. put somebody in front of a book. One enjoys it. One doesn't. It's all a mentality. Perspective. When you are assigning sobriety to boredom, you're already almost like undercutting the potential value of what space and what clarity means in your life. I kind of feel like it's the it's harder. plight of labeling yourself in any direction, truly. I only do this. I only do that. I don't do this because that means this. And you're assigning evaluation or as particular emotion, you're attaching so much on to not drinking. When Dude. really, I just hear a fear. Oh, 100%. A fear of losing something. I used to have this fucking rule that I said, if somebody doesn't drink, doesn't eat meat, or doesn't listen to music, I used to say those were red flags. Can you believe it? I used to say that if I were to go out on a date with somebody and they were sober, I thought that was a red flag. Like Cassandra. Not really, but kind of. What an insanely, I was just projecting without even realizing it. Yes. Yes. I think because you can't get down with society in a bar, you have a problem. No, it just means that your preferences are different. Priorities. Your priorities are different. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when I was 25, 26, my priorities were different. I wanted to climb a social ladder and have a really good time with people around me. And I wanted to call everybody a friend. And I wanted to have so many friends in the city that I love, right? Yeah. My priorities now are so different. Yes. I think that that's directly a product of... The way that we were raised, though. Which part? The fact that we remember how I talked about this on the last episode in that so much of the way that we are able to expel creativity and energy was the moment we are around other people. Yeah. And I think that that was just 
that accentuated even more. When we are drinking. When you're drinking. Yeah. When you're dancing. Now you're karaoke. Now you're dancing on a bar. Now our friends work at the bar and they close the bar and we're all dancing on the bar together mm-hmm. after hours. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like now we're with bands. Now we're hanging out with a band. But and backstage and like it just like feels like a whole nother level of getting to live fully. And honestly, it was that for us. It did equate to freedom in a lot of ways. Tana says, sometimes I, I just want the freedom that comes along with getting fucked up and being hung over the entire next day. That's like freedom knowing that I can just do that in my life. When well, I was I did 20, not hear that part. When I was 25, I felt that way. Now that doesn't feel like freedom to me. That feels like I prioritize something on my list that should come in last over all the other things that mean truly something to me. And that looks like being 1% better every day or keeping the promises that I make to myself or showing up for the people that I know and love. And that cannot exist at the same time as getting fucked up. Okay, being so, hung over for two days and eating Cornerstone in my bed with my eight roommates, like yeah. in college that we used to love to do, you know? Yeah, but Marina, that wasn't just what we used to do three years ago. We were doing that one year ago. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many perspectives of people saying, yeah, I did that in high school. I did that in college. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like looking at me and I was like, I was doing that last year and thinking of a handful of people where I'm like, you're doing that right now. Yeah. yeah. We have this denial setting in our brain where it's like yeah I did that when I was living with six five girls six girls where it's like no Marina we were around that doing that one year ago yeah I guess you're right when we were 27 we were I'm just saying you're right I mean we were out at O'Reilly's until 1 a.m. oh my god and maybe I wasn't what at least staying in bed all day the next day but there was still something in my stomach that required me to eat some sort of processed takeout food the next day yeah And be slower and go to bed earlier and stay in bed and watch five episodes of Selling Sunset. Yeah. I prioritized that a year ago. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get fucked up, have a great late night. That Tana Manju thing saying, I want the freedom of getting fucked up and having a hangover the next day. I understand that. Yeah, I completely understand that. I feel really relieved that I no longer identify with that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel not only the anxiety was creeping up subconsciously and consciously for my anxiety, but there were so many other things that were a side effect, like the money I was spending. Back to the boring thing. I thought that going out was the exciting thing. I thought getting to the bar, being at the bar top, being at some of my favorite places in Columbus, going out with one friend or two or three or whatever, that alcohol low key had to be present to like have fun. Yeah, me too. I Whether literally I'm at a thought wedding it was required. Or at a party or at a dinner, I'm drinking. I 100% thought it was necessary. Martini, French 75, champagne, fernet. Totally. Lambrusco, whatever it was. Oh God, all of that sounds I was like, rattle so amazing. It's just that it never was the requirement. No. It literally never was. No. So what's the fear with the boringness? Yeah. I also When someone says that, now when I look at it, I often say something that you're adamantly or vehemently opposed to is probably something- Vehemently opposed. Woes. Hamilton? Yeah. I feel like it's probably something that you should look at and or incorporate into your life. For example, Mm. Mm. I used to be like- anti I'm not I'm not running I'm not a runner I fuck that I hate this I probably should bring running into my life if I have that much of an aversion to something that just is like walking but at like a slightly faster pace (laughs) you know what I mean literally that's so good the reason why I brought this up though I can't remember oh because multiple people have told me I could never do a silent retreat or what are you doing? How your feet are so dirty. I just wanted to. Are they them. that dirty? I mean, like, damn, girl. What are you, an orphan? 
<laughs> we should sell that pic, dude. Okay, 40 bucks for anybody that wants that picture of my feed that Cass just took. More. 400, 400. <laughs> okay, anyways, what I'm trying to say, Cass, if you would just listen for like two seconds, is that people will often say I could never do a sound bath or I could never do a silent retreat because I could never stop talking for long enough Boy. or relax for long enough. And my thing is, well, then you probably sh- should do it because you should explore and, and spaciousness in your life. That being said, if you're someone that's like, alcohol is so boring, I would rather die than not drink. Maybe you should explore it a little bit. What does it, what does it mean to bring in space? A lot of times I think that people confuse boringness with spaciousness. Dude, yes. If I think about the fun that I have now, oh my God. And I also think that oftentimes people confuse intellect with filling the space, but really the space, the space. Oh, you're saying that's what's off-putting. Well, I'm just saying, oftentimes we think we need more answers and we need more information and we need people to fill the space, blah, 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 blah. When really, we just need space. Welcome to the space trail. Space trail. What? Every time we gotta sing together on this podcast, every time you come up short, <laughs> you don't sing the right lyric, you're on the wrong verse, different key. And I need you to step up. She's just wrong, but okay. <laughs> what do you think? nice we're gonna start involving more asmr i think so too (laughs) dude you know what i can tell you i find boring i've been noticing i've been going boring involuntary when some yeah you've done it like four times when this same thing is happening and you realize that you don't fuck with it but you allow it to keep affecting you so if that is boring if that is i'm bored i'm literally bored i'm bored of fighting with you which we didn't fight this week Okay, well, I'm honestly really pleased about that. But what I find to be boring is toxic men making out with strangers, doing shit over and over again in bars and public places that make me uncomfortable, like people breaking glasses or doing things to just be disruptive, spending tons of money when I really could use that money in other places, spending tons of time. You're so right, dude. That's boring to me. I'm you were bored s- of that. You know what? Hello, you- same narrative. Do I really want to go into my 30s doing the same shit I was doing in my 20s? Girl, bored. Bye. Out. Bye-bye, Cassie. You're boring me. It's literally phenomenal. That's what I'm getting at. You know what's not boring to me? Going to the library every week and picking out movies or books that I'm going to bring into like my monthly reading. Dancing and playing in the kitchen. Spending money on new things. Seeing my family more. Developing a relationship with somebody in a sober way so that the awareness is just like different. That is not only 10 times more challenging, but it's like way more present. It takes up a lot more of my time and there's like long-term benefits from it. Then why can't you just drink in moderation? Because there's truly nothing good that comes out of drinking for me. Got it. That's the question. I don't. Great answer. I I don't value it anymore. Yeah, it's not a value that you want to bring into your life. Yeah, I I really don't value it. I also feel like it's not to poo-poo it, okay? Because I was literally in the beer industry for a long time. But when you see past something so much, when you see past all the marketing and you see past how the sausage was made and how I abused alcohol for so long and how it creeps its way into literally everything, that whole industry is just like, ugh, to me. Mm hmm. 
And you got the ick. I got the ick from it. I'm just good without it. I'm again, I'm bored by the same okay. cyclical cycle. Can I tap in here? Good girl. Good. Sandra, I really feel the boring of the same old, same old. I've been bored by drinking culture since I was, I swear to God, since before I could even drink. I am bored of watching people do the same stunts, the same party tricks that are borderline destructive. But I want to ask you. To things and relationships over and over and over and over again. Instead of you talking about other people, what were you bored with yourself? Like instead of you saying, I'm bored with everything around me. I'm I felt like I, I was, I would always resort to lowbrow humor because the entire emotional intelligence of a group of people was substantially downgraded because everybody's inebriated. Okay, Neen, so you were bored with like just my, the content. My inability to, to be fun, witty, intellectual because I'm drinking and my brain is dulled. Totally. That's boring to me. Yeah, I would say that sometimes your humor with your other friends is definitely lowbrow and silly still. Yeah, but it's not because I'm imposing a foreign substance inside of me. It's just because you it's want to express like, that because like Spongebob way. parties are fun and like it's hilarious to pretend to be Patrick, you know, <laughs> and paint your entire body pink. If anything, I think that's incredibly highbrow humor. <laughs> L O L. Okay, what else? Hi, Cassandra. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. That wasn't very good, Patrick. But I nailed the Patrick laugh this weekend. Wow. Did you give yourself a headache? No, I didn't. Okay. More. What else? So I want to ask you a question that I thought about the other day. If you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, how has becoming a sober person impacted? That. that yeah okay so are we gonna do when I was drinking versus when I was so when I'm soby yeah okay I just realized I want to put this pimple patch on it's right there oh yeah dude okay the pimple patch has been placed it literally hurts this do you remember the question so hurts. yeah if you average out the five people that you are hanging out with how does it impact if you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and Sandra that goes along with you your they say like your revenue your salary is the average of the five people that you spend the most time with too Whoa, where did you hear that? I don't remember. A bunch of people say this shit. I don't think it like is traced to any one particular individual. You are the average of the five people's spending habits around you. That's why when, when parents have kids, they're like really looking to see who the kids are hanging out with because social influence is a thing. Okay. It is a thing. So I really loved who I was hanging out with when I was drinking. I was obsessed with this group of people that I chose to drink with, basically. Mm -hmm. It was like a energetic lifestyle that I was identifying with. Mm -hmm. Everything that we did on the weekends or events based in art or music was centered around booze and around our love for each other. Okay. That was my knowledge of that. When I removed the booze, everything around it unthreaded. The whole sweater came apart. Sweater weather. Sweater. Sweater. Sweater weather. Sweater. Sweater weather. Sweater so it's hard to come on. It's hard to not look at that and be like, wow, you removed booze. And yes, you still love these people and have a relationship with them. But it is completely different. Can I say something? Yeah. The five people I spend the most time with now are people that I don't drink with, obviously, because I have been sober for the last 10 months. And I feel like we have done more cool things in the city and supporting each other. A lot of them are event based yeah. or party based. And I have not had a single drink with them. How fucking cool is that? It's, I mean, it shows that everything that we wanted to satiate in our 
social environment with booze exists without booze. Yeah. And they drink, which is great and yeah. fine and fun, but I don't drink and I'm still a part of these situations, which is why it's weird to not get invited to things. Yeah. I know yeah. because I'm getting invited to things from people who drink. Yeah. And know that you're sober. And know that I'm sober, but they're yeah. not inviting me because I would be drinking with them. They're inviting me because they want me to be there. Yeah, exactly. So the people that I spend time with now, does like literally, does nature count or no? We're literally talking people with like salaries and jobs and friends. I and think that like, this is specific to human beings. Yeah. The hu- <laughs> sound is like, does nature and my dog count? Because that's two. <laughs> <laughs> and then we obviously have to count Mr. Axolotl, my stuffed animal. Three in my bed. That's four. <laughs> and my milkadamia. Just kidding. Okay. The five people that I spend my most time with right now are vastly different from each other. And there is no expectation for anything with these people. For example, for all of these five people, if I get a text message and I don't text back in one day, two day or three day, I know deep down that these people aren't upset with me. Don't make assumptions about me. They just don't care to put me into a category of she must perform a certain way. And same with me to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, obviously it makes sense. We assume best intent with these five people. Best intent is baseline. Are these, any of these five people, do you see them regularly on a weekly or multi-weekly basis? So you are one of these people, obviously. Okay. So yes, you. JM, your partner. JM. So do you see any of these people besides me on a repetitive basis? Other than you and my partner, physically, no. A lot of the people. But I see them a lot. The five people that I see the most are on, we're on like a schedule. Because we do extracurriculars together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. It's but very you're interesting. still choosing after the extracurricular to spend more time with these people, right? Yeah. Okay, so takeaways, dude. My takeaway take is away that- and take away. I did this meditation slash sound bath and exercise. Learn how to fly. Make a wish, take a chance, make a change, and take away. Nice. So I did this meditation on Otterbein for these student leaders who were incredibly inspiring because Ksana and I were in a student organization at OSU called OUAB. And it was a part-time plus job. Let me be clear. We took this shit so seriously. It was very rigorous to even get on the organization, let alone to get on the board. It was a lot of responsibility. So these were student athlete leaders and they are part of an organization that spanned across 12 different universities in Ohio. Anyways, I did the sound bath and we did these exercises with them. They were so receptive. They loved every bit of it. I was in love with it. Gen Z's so fucking cool. Anyways, we talked about how they might be on a court or on a field with these people that they spend like 40 hours a week with, but these people don't even know what their desires are or what their fears are. And so it's just interesting. The five people that you spend the most time with when I was drinking, this is the point I'm trying to drive home. Oh, Since you shit, thought I was being I so boring. Literally know where you're going with this. Do they even know anything the about The five people that I spent the most time with when I was drinking, I can guarantee you did not know a, a single goal professional career, personal, emotional, financial goal that I held for myself. Now I make sure to tell every single person that spends substantial amount of time with me because it is like, if you are in my circle, you're helping me reach my goals. If you are not helping me reach my girls, you're not in my inner circle. And that's just how it has to be. It's like, duh. And that's why 
some of my friends who inspire me a lot professionally, like Hello Lacey, I'll like ask her so much about work and sometimes she's like, do you actually want to hear about this? I'm like, I could listen to you talk about your work for two straight hours because she is so unbelievably inspiring and I know hearing how she pitches her winter 2024 campaign for BBW, I see parts of her come out that I'm like, that is the part of you that I like literally am obsessed with. There's a reason why she spends so much time loving her job it's yeah. a part of her yeah me and my girl Emma Sears after we finished dinner at her place we are both learning in design and illustrator pretty intensely right now and for 40 minutes we talked about the new shortcuts we learned <laughs> I was like but did you know that alignment left is this and did you know that you can send we were cute. beaming cute. beaming cute and it was cool because that means that I'm able to apply that to the business that I'm launching that means I'm hearing her talk about the preliminary phases to launching this thing it gets me fucking going when I am understanding somebody's purpose and their long-term love and goals for being here because you know why let me go because this is so good it just hit it hit it hit it when I was drinking a lot I was in this hamster wheel and it was the most predictable time of my fucking life I'd work really hard and then I'd party really hard and then I'd buy shit blah 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 and you know what I found myself doing with my group what pointing out the obvious wow he's kind of toxic oh but you're happy you want to be with him you do you girl oh you'll get through it I love you you're hot I'm hot let's go woo and there was a lot of like boring there was a lot of just calling out the obvious even with our our sisters like I feel like my relationship with our sisters has changed so much in the past nine months well duh so you're actually spending time with us now (laughs) I know we're actually spending time together and before it was just like always pointing out the obvious always nitpicking everything whether it's a positive a neutral or negative I'm like what are we even talking about literally what are we even talking about other people again we're talking about how we both have to defend our relationship to this person or mom or whoever again boring yeah literally boring now I am not uncomfortable one in silence well I'm working on it and two I can patiently let somebody get to a thought or go where they want to go in a conversation because this like hamster wheel of predictability and reactionary commentary is no longer there anymore because that's literally what alcohol was manifesting in me you know I feel like alcohol perpetuated the short term the the low vibe the low vibe conversation so you're a little bit more quicker to just like talk shit or you're a little bit more quicker to be like and this is why she shouldn't be with him all of a sudden you're imposing your judgments and perspectives onto other situations instead of actually talking about what what the underlying fear or desire is a hundred percent I did that nonstop. oh my god the people in my life have been through hard things like these motherfuckers have been through it from career family personal all this stuff I look back at some of the advice I give and I'm like, yes, you loved this person deep, deep, deep in your bones. But in a way, we're all projecting back and forth onto each other nonstop over and over again. I have another question for you. Yeah. If we're saying you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, or you're the average income of the five people around you, so on and so forth. And I'm talking about how important it is that you know, and they, that they know your passions, your desires, your fears, the pieces and parts of you that are tied to your soul. Okay. That being said, moving into this new year, O-N-D. We passed O, but we're in November, December, baby. Uh Uh-huh. Who do you want to be? And what are the actions and habits required to get you there? So for example, example like if I want to run a marathon in 2024 I'm gonna have to like start running 
That is just to be clear. That is not something I'm putting down Cute. for me. But Nina's I'm curious. The marathon next year. Who do you want to be, Cass? Who do you want to be? I hate to like rephrase the question, but you can rephrase it since you're like clearly don't like it. I'm like triggered by her question when people try and ask these like prophetic, like profound. Did you say pathetic? Prophetic. Oh, prophetic. I'm not trying to be prophetic. Just to be clear, we're not saying pathetic. <laughs> Okay, Nina, okay. I want to be financially liberated. So I am okay, still great. unable to make ends meet right now. And I... We can't pay our rent. We are poor, 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 but poor. Poor, 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 Nice. Okay, can I go now? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay, who do I get to be? Who do I want to be? Who do you want to be? Financially liberated. You want to be financially liberated, bitch. Say it louder for the people in the back. Act, act. And... I want to continue to be unapologetically myself bitch and release anger. Like I want, Ah. I want to be able to not get offended when people are constantly making digs at my character, whether it's to be funny or to be undermining. I am moving towards just not caring about that anymore because I literally love what I'm working towards and who I'm becoming. And if that comes with a little bit of pushback, I'm going to have to be able to deal with that. I Damn, have to be baby. able to deal with that. Ooh, baby. So, so did you just turn on your annoying switch or something in the past five minutes? <laughs> no. Um, I admire that very greatly. I did this meditation last night where you imagine this ener- energy shield around you. And anytime someone lodges, a, whether it's a compliment or whether it's a fucking dig, it makes contact with the shield. And then the shield's like, yo, you trying to integrate this. And if the shield's like, yeah, it can come through. It can come through. It comes through. And if it's like, nah, fuck that, they light it on fire and it dissipates into the ether. That's wow. that's what I feel like you said. Hot, hot baby. baby. Okay, Marina, what about you? I, what are you, sending emails over there? Like, literally, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just remember that you're talking about my hair and then you have these velvet headbands that I'm like literally obsessed with. Yeah. I, I need one. So I typed it on Amazon and I think it's a thing. I think that Amazon is the devil. Amazon, well, Jeff Bezos is the devil. So then why do you buy everything off Amazon? Because I can power. Hey, or, eh, it's not a good answer. Sandra. Go to Nordstrom Rack on their clearance. Sandra, why do you fucking fill your gas up with car if you know that BP is literally responsible for destroying <gasps> Why do you fill layer? your gas up with car? <laughs> <laughs> Marina. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. Can we just move on? Yeah. What do you want to be? Ooh, baby. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be in November and December. (laughs) What do you want to be? Okay. I thought we were talking about the new year. If we're just talking about November and December, I want to focus on one thing and one thing only. That's why I am now like Hala Fiasida and goodbye my retreats. Yeah. I've decided to cancel the retreats. Bye. Honestly, I think it's the best decision. Energy can really... Here's the thing. What? If I were making money on them, I'd do it. But now my energy feels like I have to protect it and I'm not protecting it by hosting three retreats in three months where I don't make any money. So I'm going to focus on Firesider. I have a feeling it's going to catch like wildfire. (laughs) And I still have some big hopes and dreams before we turn 30. And even though that's in five months or whatever, I'm like for the next five months before I turn 30, I'm making my dreams come true. And we're using Firesider as something to hold my attention and focus for more than three weeks. Literally love that. And you know what I have to say? Okay, this is going to relate, but can you stick with me here, sissy? Baby. You know how sometimes you call me a loner? 
Yeah, all the time. And you're like, wow, you don't really see people, which I don't. I said that once last week. Well, what I want to say about that is. Clearly it stung. In order to find your flow into transitions and social lives and stuff, what is not a better way than to go inward and to really find your preferences and your needs and your desires with yourself so then you can complement it properly with the relationships around you, right? You're saying, hold up. You want to be really thoughtful about your energy. You have to cancel these retreats. You want to put a ton of energy into fire cider. Well, that's a theme, bro. That's not just like the only applicable to your career. It's applicable to so many things. So what I just want to say is if you feel like moving in a direction where other people are going to be like, you're a loner. Oh my God. What could you possibly be doing with all of your sober time? Or like, "Ah, really? That's what you're going to do? Just stay at home or whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Your goals and your dreams and the way that you use your energy doesn't have to make sense to everybody. Let it make sense to you first. And then artfully with time, it will make sense to other people. Like I'm saying to you, Neen, they get shit for canceling your retreats, but it's fucking okay. It is okay. You only have so much you. I think that a lot of times the amount of discomfort from the people around you is often congruent with the growth that's happening. And it could be growth in a positive direction. Also, it could be not growth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you want to try and find to a word that maybe... <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? It could be... Regressive? Yeah, yeah. You could be regressing. But oftentimes, you're going to stir shite up. However, most people are being very supportive. Okay, Cass, we're going to play a game. Okay, so our game is trend or fuck yes. <gasps> okay, can I start with one? Wow, yeah. Okay, no matter what, relentlessly being a diehard girl's girl, no matter what your friend is doing. That's such a hard one. I know. Oh, God, I'm so good. It's okay. You can talk through it. It's legit. Being a diehard girl's girl is legit. Yeah, because I think about, I like pictured some women in my life, okay? Yeah. And all three of them. Some of them, may, maybe they're going through something like crazy, something hard, something exciting, something fun. And how do I choose to show up? Unbridled support okay. and love for them. Okay. What do you think? Is it a trend or is it legit? I think that it's a trend. You do. Want to know why? Why? Because you could have made a friend five years ago. They were unbridled support. Yes, let's go. But people change and values and priorities change. And to just give somebody your unbridled support because they've had it once Mm, later is not really my vibe. And you kind of have just to say that you're a girl's girl or a ride or die. Something in me gets triggered because I'm like, I would never want to be perceived as somebody who wasn't a girl's girl or a ride or die. But I realized, oh shit, I don't, I don't want to be that thing for somebody if I don't believe in it. So to be honest, if I don't believe in what you're doing, if you don't even believe in what you're doing, I can't support it. So to be honest. Well, yeah. Okay. I agree with that. So I'm not going to just support somebody with unbridled attention and love and support if I don't believe in it. You just like the word unbridled, dude. You said it. Okay. Next, mine. Toe spacers. <laughs> Six months ago, trend. Now, legit. They're so legit, dude. I wear my toe spacers at night when I go to bed, and I wake up halfway through the night because my feet are like so sore from the toe spacers that I have to take them off. Okay, so I need to buy, um, or I can like make them, right? No, buy a pair. <laughs> I would love to see your homemade toe spacers. <laughs> okay, I've got one. Okay, sex at least once a week. Trend. That really is literally such bullshit. Tell us. Sometimes it's five times a week. Sometimes it's once a month. It depends on where you are emotionally, mentally, spiritually. What's so funny? 
You're just so intense. I love it. I've just been with people that are like, they tell me how much sex I have to have in my relationship. And I'm not interested in that. Okay, cool. I'm not interested in that at all. Women have forced themselves to fuck their partners for years. And Alex Cooper talks about this. She would drink before having sex with a partner because she's like, God, I guess I got to get this over with. Or you're just like apathetic or you're not turned on or you're not even having an orgasm. Boo, boo, boo. Boring. Woo! So sex once a week, suck it. Okay. What do you think? No, let's just keep moving on. Well, give me your hot take. Agreed. Okay. It's, you got to do what's right for you. Okay. Therapy. Trend. Legit. Or legit. That shit is legit. If you don't do the work, you will quit. Literally real therapy though, guys. I'm not talking like fake therapy. Like where therapists are just like literally blowing smoke up your ass and kind of of just like taking your money. That shit is really unfair and it makes me sad. I honestly, I'm very grateful and all for my first therapist. But when I really look back on it, I was like, that was not it. That was not it. (laughs) My God, that was not it. (laughs) I'm just like, that was problematic. But it's okay for me. But the therapist I have now, it's it. I think if you're really only going to, let's say, family, friends, or partner about deep, 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 deep issues, you're never going to have enough space to fully actualize deep shit in there. It truly may take a licensed professional to help you navigate all that yucky trauma in there. I think that it should be be a resource that's like literally so accessible. Okay, you. Oh, this bitch thinks it's a trend, doesn't she? I think therapy is so trendy right now. I don't think it's, it's a trend in general. I think it is trending hard right now and people are, do you know what spiritual bypassing is? Yeah. I think people are cognitive bypassing through therapy and they're using it as an excuse to like have somebody else hold space that they need to hold space for themselves I mean however I will say that a good therapist will change your life they will help you rewire your brain I will also say that I just saw some literature that popped up through let me tell you who it was Okay, with uh, Dr. Sarah Gottfried. And if you're familiar with research or support in hormonal reproductive education, she's been around for a minute. And she was talking about this new literature that came up about MDMA and mushroom psilocybin therapy and how it can be like 400 times more effective for PTSD, specifically trauma-based experiences that are held within the body as we know the body holds on to the trauma. It can just be really impactful. For, I mean, not even. And I'm not putting so, one against the other. Yeah, Let me I was going to say, that's a bl- like almost a blanket statement. No, it's Both not are a blanket impactful. statement. It's Let's say you've never statement. had any therapy in your life and you just hop into MDMA therapy. It's like everything is very specific to the yeah. individual. Yeah. Okay. So trend or legit? Are you ready? Yeah. Audiobooks. Legit. Britney. Britney. Michelle Williams reading Britney Spears she sounded audiobook? Like, she sounded like B Spears. It, it was, was unbelievable. Amazing. What about you? Legit. Okay, okay, can I go? Can I add one daisy chain onto that? Yeah, podcasts. Trendy or Trendy. legit? You think that they have a they have a half life? I think we're going through a phase where you know how Kylie redid her bod, right? For the Kylie look, the lips, the ass, the tiny waist, the flat tummy, boobs, the, the boobs, the butt. the butt, the face, and everybody got the Kylie look. Yes, and then it slowly went out of style, but it still had a very major impact on the beauty industry. Yes, that's podcasts. That's podcasting. Okay, your turn. Okay. Posting PDA on Instagram and or PDA in public. Trendy, obviously. Because <gasps> I'm just like <laughs> freaking out over here. Oh my God. Definitely trendy. There's, we're going to go through a trend where people are like stoic and like uh, the whole like pretending like you don't even like your partner. That- I think it's legit. I think that PDA is legit. I think PDA is amazing and legit, but from the context in which you're presenting, it's absolutely trendy, I feel like. Okay, hold on one second. 
Hi, Al. You're on the podcast, and we have a question for you, okay? Ooh, let's ask her three. Okay. okay, the game is, is it a trend or is it legit? Oh, okay. This is a fun game. Okay, so nighttime face routines. I think it's legit, but I think currently it's a trend. I think that, like, nighttime face routines are really important, and I think that everyone should be practicing that kind of, like, self-care, but I think it's rooted in capitalism, and I think it's rooted in misogyny. Oh, okay. (laughs) I love you. All right, I've got one. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, is it a trend or is it legit? I think it's, like, legit, but I also, I don't know, I think, I don't understand the context, because I think that, like... Well, it was Cassandra's one to pick, so hers never really makes sense so make of it what you want well i think that like taylor swift is obviously very trendy right now everyone is a swifty you know what i mean everyone has decided to like support the queen i think that both of these are i think liking taylor swift right now is trendy so it is a trend that's then it's a trend but i do think that like travis kelsey and taylor swift are legit because she's my girl yeah and what she loves we love and what she loves we love and like he really likes her it's so fucking cute I'm, like, developing parasocial relationships right now. Yes. Okay, thanks, Al. Okay, so, Cass, let's do a couple more, just you and me, because I I just thought of a really good one. Okay. The French Bob. Legit. I've got one. Being a billionaire. (laughs) Cassandra, literally, yours literally don't make any sense. (laughs) There's tons of billionaires that are trendy right now. Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift. But you can't just be a billionaire. You can't hop on the thread to be a billionaire. The conversation around it. Um, I think that just because you can't, can you be like trendy? I don't even know. Trendy? Okay, cool. Okay. Like I could say having a mustache and you would say, oh, you can't have a mustache, but like mustache, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Do you have a last one? Pimple patches, trendy or legit? Legit, bitch. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, you are. Okay. Okay. That was it. Good job. What do you think? Do you think this is, this episode is going to be fun? I think this episode is going to be so fun. What do you guys think? <gasps> cool. Oh, oh, you dirty girls. You're so funny. Okay, we will talk to you next week, and we just love living life. We love you. Have the best day of your life, okay? Ooh.